0: Good morning, NEI Hoops Nation, and welcome to the first episode of NHR The Podcast with your hosts, Junior and Trev. NHR The Podcast is your Saturday morning dive into what is happening around the NEI Hoops world. So grab your coffee. It is time to talk some NEI Hoops. Good morning and welcome to episode 12 of NHR. NHR the podcast I actually have Jake Palmer with us today Uh, Trev has been pretty busy with uh, it's a unique time in NEI sports where we have a a multitude of sports going on at the same time Um, just with with all the COVID situation a lot of the fall sports have moved uh, into this time frame so I mean even on social media Jake I don't know if you pay attention at all but uh, uh, with all the accounts you follow but it is a crazy how many games are going on each day uh, between baseball, softball, volleyball, women's uh, and women's basketball. You have tennis going on, you know, I'm sure I'm forgetting sports, but the, the updates keep coming through. It's a, a definitely unique time and we've got football coming up here soon. So um, it, it is definitely very interesting and very fun. Um, it's also very challenging. I, I appreciate all the, all the programs that tag us and scores, or tag us with scores uh, updates because it's much easier to find uh, find them. Because um, <laughs> when we have hundred sports going on at the same time, uh, you know, digging through some of the scores, it gets a little tough. But we're getting it
1: figured out, and uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun to watch. You know, the the SIDs are the unsung heroes of schools. Right, right now, up here, we have basketball going on, track and field going on, uh, some places have wrestling. Um, we got football starting up, and I think the First football game up here uh, at the FCS level, not the NAI level is two weeks away and then uh, volleyball too. So the SIDs are the unsung heroes, especially now when they got six or seven sports sometimes going at once.
0: No doubt. And I, and I know that, uh, I think Trevor said he had four home games, maybe five home games yesterday that they, that they were a part of. And uh, They started pretty early in the morning, I think. And I know that, uh, Believe baseball games were going on even uh, late into the night. So, uh, shout out to all the SIDs out there. I, I know this is a, you know, uh, I don't want to say a rough stretch because you enjoy what you're doing, but uh, I know, I know it's uh, it, it's difficult to, to spread or to. I'm sure you feel spread thin um, going through all these sports, but uh, you're doing a great job. It's awesome to watch. Um, you know, we we got a lot of great connections, a lot of uh, good relationships uh, that we've built up with SIDs from all over the country. Um, I know they make our job a lot easier, and they definitely don't have to do that. Um, but I've enjoyed the the conversations. I've enjoyed the, the, the stats, and I enjoy them uh, uh, just posting and, and help, helping us keep up to date with uh, giving out the best NEI information out there. So um, shout-out to all the SIDs out there. It was a good call. Good shout-out uh, there, Jake. Uh, I want to make sure that they all know that they are greatly appreciated. Uh, moving on, uh, we're going to do do some recaps of this past week. It was a pretty busy week around the NEI world. Uh, hoops World, anyway. Uh, we uh, <clears throat> crowned two champions. Uh, William Penn uh, won the Heart of America regular season championship, and then uh, Talladega actually won the Gulf Coast uh, championship. So we we do have two champions uh, already in-house. Uh, William Penn actually clinched. Not that they were going not going to make the national tournament anyway, um, but they'll, they'll clinch one of the automatic bids out of the heart. Uh, Talladega, I believe, uh, we will actually just uh, – glimpse into the future we're going to be talking to to head coach chris Wright here on today's show but and we'll get that cleared up but i believe that they still uh to get the automatic bid i'll still have to win the tournament uh championship i believe that's how that league is structured um so they uh they should be in no matter what um but as far as the auto bid goes i'll still have to go to uh, and win the win the conference tournament um we do have uh, two teams today uh, any Anna Wesley's already clinched a share of the Crossroads League championship, but they will have a chance to win it outright today. Um, and then Morningside, um, with a win today, they will actually uh, clinch a share, at least a share of the uh, GPAC uh, tournaments or GPAC regular season uh, titles. So um, season closing in. We're we're getting uh, we're starting to get some champions crowned. We're starting to get uh, you know these games. I, I've mentioned a few times this week. Uh, it, it, the games are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, It's not just for the top side of the, the top teams in the conference. Uh, you know, those games are always important too, but you know, some of these leagues, Jake, you have teams who are are even in the bottom or, or in the middle that are positioning themselves because not every team is going to make the conference tournament. And so you are having those teams that are, that are uh, maneuvering right now
1: and trying to every game is big for them too, because they're still trying to make their their own league tournament yep and now you got teams starting to play a team for a second or third time and even if the team the better team beat the worst team the first time around handily if you play a team two or three times eventually the games probably going to get a little closer so anything can happen in february and march
0: yeah for sure i mean you're seeing that uh, a little bit out in the west coast and um, you, you know, and even even down in the Southern States League, you know, you're playing teams for a third and fourth time even. Um, and uh, it, it just is an interesting uh, scheduling uh, year. I know teams, especially on the West Coast, are just trying to get games in. Um, I believe the CalPAC now, the, the California Pacific League, is down to just three teams that will be fighting for, um, it sounds like a, maybe a round robin uh, situation uh, to, for their team or for their uh, automatic bid to the national tournament. Um, you know, you have the, the Golden State uh, Athletic Conference out there that um, are, are just uh, playing their first couple of uh, league games this weekend. Um, we, we had some big games yesterday where uh, William Jessup went on, on the road and knocked off uh, number 13, the Masters. Um, so um, you're, you're seeing a lot of teams that are, that, you know, they're in the middle of playing back-to-back team or teams for the back-to-back days. Um, and then you're also seeing teams, uh, you know, like uh, they're not in the same league, but Vanguard and, and St. Catherine, um, there today they play each other for the fourth time um, in the last eight days, I think it is. So <laughs> you're, you're seeing a lot of a, a lot of different schedules going on. Um, but teams that are, are starting to position themselves uh, to get ready for the national tournament.
1: For sure. In the North Star, um, I know Trev mentioned last week that we had some big games coming up that would decide how our league works would work out up here. Um, Valley City defeated Mayville 94 to 68 to move into a three-way tie with Mayville and Bellevue for first place. And then yesterday, uh, Mayville got the win over Bellevue, and Valley City fell to Turbo. And now we have Mayville out in front by one game over Valley City, Viterbo, Bellevue, and Dakota State. So it's Mayville all by themselves, and then we have a mess behind them because Dickinson State's only a game behind those four teams, and Waldorf's only a game behind Dickinson State.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's starting to get pretty messy uh, in, in a lot of leagues right now. Um, that's why every game is important. You got to – this this time of year where, you know, you have to show up each and every night. I mean, you have to do do that normally, but especially right now when the playoff picture is starting to, uh, to you know, starting to work itself out a little bit. You're starting to see what you – you know, some of those back-end teams in the leagues are starting to figure out what they need to – uh, win to get into the conference tournament and then you know some of those front teams uh, that are still competing for for conference tournaments are starting to figure out you know okay we're one game back with you know three to go or you know we're we're a uh, half game back with uh, you know one game to go, or two games to go. you know whatever the situation may be there's a lot of different storylines out there I love this time of year it is it is awesome um, just to, I think I feel like the the NEI basketball is always fun to watch but this time of year I mean, the games are just so intense. Um, I feel like the level of play is, is so much better because the games seem to, every game seems to be, you know, fairly, fairly close. Um, the scat, like you mentioned before, you're starting to see some, a team for the second or third time. Um, so, you, you know, there's tendencies, you know, kind of what they, what their scat report was on you the game before. Um, so you're starting to see the coaches make adjustments to um, that, uh, that's or to, or towards the other teams that they're facing and, and, uh, you're seeing a lot of good games. It's, it's a lot of fun right now. So um, go, definitely a lot of storylines to follow um, as we move uh, forward. As I mentioned before, we do have a couple of uh, teams that were crowned regular season champs already. Uh, one of those teams uh, was actually uh, Talladega. And uh, we are actually going to uh, get on and then talk to with Chris right here in a minute. Um, but uh, great to uh, the GCAC was, was an interesting opportunity. Um, situation i know we've talked about it before they, they played pod play two groups of pod play where they actually uh it was the first one's hosted by talladega the second one was by xavier um and what they did is they basically uh took a whole week and and they played four games in that first week and then four games in the second week and um they were playing each other every every team met at the same place and they played from uh you know three games a day sometimes i think it was sometimes four but yeah mostly three games a day um and just kind of like a almost like a conference tournament, uh, you know, where they just uh, start at noon and keep playing games and then you keep going. And uh um it was interesting how that all situated out uh, with their scheduling, um what they made it through. Um and and we're happy to have uh Chris Wright uh come on and and uh and talk a little bit about uh, his basketball team. Joining us today on NHR the podcast, we have head coach of the Talladega Tornadoes, uh Chris Wright. Uh, he's got his guys sitting at 20-2 and two on the year. Um, they are currently sitting at 14th in the country right now. Um, Coach, you guys are coming off of uh, – we've mentioned it a few times on the podcast before, um, just a unique situation with the GCAC pod play. Um, I definitely want you to talk about your guys' experience through that. I know you got to host one, and then you guys were on the road for the, the other pod. Um, but definitely a, a unique situation in the GCAC, um, a situation where uh, you guys were actually – uh, went undefeated and were crowned the regular season GCAC conference tournament championship champions. Um, coach, uh thanks for coming on the podcast and congratulations on your championship. Hey, thank you for
2: having me and uh we appreciate that very much. Um yeah, it was it was you know, the, the way that our conference did the uh the the conference schedule this year definitely was unique. And to be really transparent, I didn't like it at first. Um you know, like uh, the first kind of pod that we had, it was four games and four days here. And, uh, you know, we we're, were missing our best player. And that was kind of my concern going in Is was that if you had someone that, you know, was hurt, like, for instance, you know, Daryl Baker missed 66 percent of, you know, our conference schedule. But obviously it uh, it, it worked out for us and, and we were able to get the games in, which is, you know, was definitely the whole whole point of the the way that we set everything up.
0: Yeah, and and you mentioned Daryl a little bit. Uh you know, he he was the conference preseason player of the year. Um he's he's still leading you in scoring right now. Um and in his absence you had Hudson and Turner that, that have stepped up big uh, and, and even Bryce uh, stepped up big um a few games without him. Um you guys are starting to play play really, really good basketball. I I've I've watched you guys several times this year. Um I thought that this last pod was it was your best defensive effort of the year. Um, I'm sure that uh, in between pods, you guys uh, got them going defensively. But uh, when you guys play defense like that, you're going to be a tough outcome uh the National Tournament time.
2: Hey, Well, well, thank you for the kind words. Um, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of our guys. You know, we, we talk all the time that toughness wins. And so, um, you know, last year I thought we were extremely talented. We had eight Division One transfers, but we weren't very tough. And so for us going into this year, obviously you have to have talent to win. But we wanted to have guys that would buy in – uh, to, you know just to our culture and what we were trying to do and so I couldn't be prouder of our of our guys I think right now we are second in the country in defensive field goal percentage and then leading the country in rebounding margin and so you know hopefully we can continue that and you know continue to to, to you know get a little bit more efficient offensively take care of the ball a little bit better but yeah I I, I love the way that we've improved as the seasons went on
0: Coach, I know uh, you guys are currently uh, on an eleven-game win streak. Um, you guys uh, coming off that loss, uh, you know, you guys you guys had a had a good schedule going uh, on the pre or on the early season, um, and you guys uh, played number five Arizona Christian on a on a neutral court, um, a game uh, you know didn't come out in your favor, but I feel like you guys responded really really well coming out of that. Um, the next day, you guys turn around and played William Woods, uh, which is not an easy place to play. Um, Came away with the win right there, and, and from there, you guys went into that first, uh, like you said, you went in that first pod play without your best player um, and, and responded well and, and just been carrying that momentum on since. Um, I know you got a few games here to close out the season. Um, can you just kind of talk about, um, you can talk about the win streak a little bit too, but if you want to talk about uh, the games coming up and then how you guys are getting prepared um, and, then what the, and then what the GCAC tournament will look like. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and, and you kind of mentioned
2: theirs on the Arizona Christian game. And they're, they're really, really good. Um, you know, and they kind of jumped on us from the beginning. And, uh, you know, I, I think that they're a team that's going to make a deep run. And, and you're right. I, I thought that that, that that game really kind of changed our season. Um, you know, I thought we got back home and really started to improve after that. Um, but, yeah, moving forward, you know, we have, we have six, uh, six regular season games left. Obviously, all non-conference games. And so, you know, hopefully, we can continue to, to to build off the momentum that we have right now, and our uh, our conference tournament the uh, we'll get a bye since we won the GCAC regular season, and then the semifinals and championship game will be in uh you know in Edward Waters in Jacksonville. So, um, you know, I, I think our league is especially at the top of our league is really really good. You know, I, I truly believe that that Xavier and Dillard are both you know national tournament teams, and so. But win that, we have to continue to get a lot better before
0: then. Yeah, and, and uh, at least you're getting some tune-up games. Uh, you know, as you have some weeks off—I don't want to say weeks off, but weeks in between that—that that pod play and the tournament. Uh, you know, you guys will get some games in there to to be able to to get that. You know, not have so much rust going into the tournament. Um, you know, it, it was definitely interesting looking at. I, I always pay attention to the the, the coaches' uh, polls. You know, before the national poll comes out and. Um, definitely was interesting to see Dillard jump you at 3-0, but uh, I do think that Xavier Dillard and, and you guys are, uh, you know, I hope all three of you get in. Um, you know, it's an interesting league uh, for sure. Um, and with, with the NEI tournament going from 60 to 48 uh, teams, you just don't know what's going to happen. But uh, um, all three, fun to watch. And I, and I we talked a little bit uh, about this earlier, um, but just the the three players between, uh, you know Daryl Baker uh Malik Amos and uh, Rashawn Mart uh those, those three i mean they're as good as they you come around the country um all sitting in one league um and and those battles this past week were were very very fun to watch yeah no th- th- those uh mart and
2: uh and amos they man they are they're heck of a players they they're really good kids um i have a lot of respect for them and for for you know what they bring to their respective teams um you know you kind of mentioned the uh the 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 coaches polls a little bit, and um you know coach newell's our raider uh at dillard and man, he really works at it so I, i'm I'm very appreciative for the fact I and mean, he pays attention to games across the country and there's some guys that that are raiders that don't put much effort into it, but he really I would agree to that, but he really really does work at it um Good. but uh to, to say that uh that, that it didn't get posted all over our locker room and everywhere I posted on campus would be a, uh, you know, would be a lie. Um, and I wasn't mad about it. Um, you know, he, he's the Raider again, he does a good job. Uh, you know, in past years I've kind of went bonkers a few times about the way things have been rated. Um, but, you know, this year, um, you know, I was just going to kind of be quiet about it. And, and I think like you guys said, all, all things kind of take care of themselves out on the court. And we knew that we'd have an opportunity to, you know, to prove that we were the best team in the conference, and fortunately, our guys, you know, went out and 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 did their jobs and took care of business.
0: Yeah, definitely roads to the challenge. Um, I, I know uh, I don't want to say that these next uh, you know six games aren't important, but uh, definitely, you know, they're not conference games. Um, will you? Uh, are, what what's kind of on your guys' line? Are you guys just trying to focus in on the teams you're playing, or are you guys going to start trying to peek at? Uh, you know what's going around in the country. What what's these next couple of weeks before the conference tournament look like for you? Besides the games you're playing,
2: you know, I think you know for us, um, you know, we have a lot of depth, and so to be able to play these six games and hopefully be able to play a lot of guys, and you know, so once still continue to you know play meaningful games, but also you know to not develop any rust or or, or bad habits through these couple of weeks will be big for us, um, you know. And I and I think obviously we want to win the games. But to me, it's since they're non-conference, it's so much more important about how we play those games. You know, are we going to continue to defend and to rebound at a high level? You know, and as I mentioned, we got to take better care of the basketball. So that's going to be a uh, a huge emphasis for us over the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, well said. I think uh, I think that's uh, you know championship teams take care of themselves first, and and uh, you guys are starting to definitely. Um, um, look like a championship team on both sides. Uh, always fun team to watch. I, I watched you guys uh, a couple times up in or down in Kansas city. Um, always fun team to watch uh, play. You always have your guy, guys playing hard um, and uh, definitely, definitely fun to watch you guys all the remaining part of the year and into the, uh, into the uh, conference tournament. But uh, again, then, uh, you know, figuring out where you guys get seated and, and uh, the pot that you're going to play at uh, in the national tournament, see who's all in there with you. Um, I, I know that, uh I know that if I was a team out in that out in that region, I definitely wouldn't want to see you in my pod. But, uh, um, coach, best of luck to you guys. Um, I appreciate coming on. It's always a joy to, to talk to you and and, and, your, and uh, learn about your teams. Um, but best of luck to you guys, and I and I hope uh, you guys uh, have a long season ahead of you.
2: Hey, thank you so much, and I just want to thank you for everything that you do for NAI basketball. And I think you bring a uh, you know just just a lot of recognition across the country to a lot of deserving players and coaches and. Obviously, if I can ever do anything to to help you guys, please let me know. But, you know, we are definitely uh, sincerely grateful. So, hey, thanks for having me on this morning.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Coach. Yes, sir.
2: Have a good one. You too. That is Chris Wright,
0: uh, head coach of the Talladega Tornadoes, uh, 20-2 and right now, number 14 in the country. Um, Definitely a team you're going to want to watch coming up in the national tournament. Uh, They will not be an easy out for anybody. Always great to, to have coaches on. Um, I always have enjoyed everyone we've talked to so far. Um, same with Chris Wright, right there. Great, uh, great conversation. Um, congrats to him and his guys again, once again for, for winning that uh, GCAC title uh, this season. I know that you know they, they know that there's a long a lot of season left for them. Um, I know that they uh, are excited for for how their team's playing. Um, but it also excited to uh, see what they have when, when they start uh, getting into tournament play here. So um, definitely a team to watch. Um, they're on a little bit of an exciting run right now. Um, and Chris Wright, like I said, Chris Wright and his boys are are, uh, are playing tough right now. They're going to be a tough outcome uh, national tournament time. Uh, moving on to this, the games of the week for this week. We got a lot of, like we mentioned earlier, um, so many great uh, games uh, throughout the, the NEI. Uh, Jake, who, who you got for your games of the week this week?
1: Uh, Monday, we got number 20, Thomas Moore, hosting uh, number six, Shawnee State. Uh, Thomas Moore coming off a loss to Cumberland's uh, the other night. And Shawnee State's won 16 straight, I believe. So they're on quite the run. That's a big game for the Mid-South Conference. And then on Tuesday, uh, Science and Arts of Oklahoma, who off a big buzzer beater to beat Oklahoma City the other night, is hosting MACU, Uh, MACU, uh, trying to get things right, things in the right direction. A win over science and arts would go a long way into helping them get set in the right direction heading into the Sooner Athletic Conference Tournament.
0: Yeah, that MACU team, you know, they they finally, I believe, have everybody on the court. Uh, So, you know, a, a team that was top five in the country at one point, um, they did get Tony Dorsey back. He, he played pretty well the other night. We'll see how he plays today. Um, but I believe they have a, uh, you know, I believe they are full strength now. Um, so to be an interesting uh, team to watch here moving forward. They, they definitely have, have to get some wins here to boost a resume. Um, I believe that uh, win on, on, uh, on Thursday was their only their second win against an NEI program. Um, so they, uh, uh, you know, they, all they have left, all they, all they need to do is just take care of their own business, uh, continue to win in the Sooner. Um, and, and probably make a run a little bit in the, the Sooner uh, tournament, uh, conference tournament, and then uh, see what happens. But uh, they, they definitely need to boost their resume. Um, but winning some of these games, especially, uh, you know, against some ranked opponents, they're going to have plenty of games against ranked opponents uh, out there in the Sooner. So, um, you know, they, uh, they definitely have, have the chances uh, to, to boost their resume. So it'll be interesting to see how they finish out the season. Um, I'm actually going to go, uh, to Wednesday game, um, I, I'm going to watch a, a Grace team who actually is on the road. They got to, they, they got to go to Indiana Wesleyan tonight. They did knock off Indiana Wesleyan early in the, or I guess this afternoon. They're going to play here in, in a couple hours here. But the, um, this Grace team did knock off Indiana Wesleyan uh, at, on their home court. They play Indiana Wesleyan today, um, but the game I'm, I'm going to watch here, uh, they're going to host Marion uh, on Wednesday. Um, that'll be a 7 p.m. Eastern game. Um, Grace has already knocked off uh, both Bethel and and Indiana Wesleyan, uh, the top two teams in the league. Um, I don't know uh, with 48 teams in the or, you know with the, the NEI going down to 48 teams. I don't know that the Crossroads League gets four teams in. Um, they, they definitely will get three, um, but but uh, that fourth team right now uh, between Grace and Huntington and, and maybe one or two others in that league. Um, you know, it's 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 getting like a lot of conferences. It's, it's pretty messy, um, and they keep beating up on each other. Um, and so, you know, the crossroads league is very very good. I'm not definitely not saying that, but with with the with the NEI tournament going out to 48 teams, there's only there only on a limited amount of teams that will be getting in this year. Um, and so, it'll be interesting to see. You know, with with the Grace team, um, it, with with the big wins that they do have already if on Wednesday, if they can go off and knock off Marion. Um, you know, on at, at their home court, they may have the resume to get a fourth team in from the, from the Crossroads League. So that, that's a storyline to watch um, as, as we finish up the, the season here. Um, it'll be definitely interesting to see if, if some of these leagues uh, get four or five teams in like they're accustomed to. Um, right now I, w- I would say three teams for sure are in from the Crossroads League. Um, and, and then you got Huntington and Grace battling out for that fourth spot. It'll be interesting to see if they have the resumes to go ahead and uh, get themselves in or not. Um, another one I want to watch uh, on on Wednesday, actually I'm going to stay on that same day, it's 7 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, um, is up in the WAC. Uh, that is right, the WAC is back. Um, and, and we actually have uh, Madonna uh, hosting Lords. Um, and, and Lords have been playing some good basketball. Um, they're undefeated up there in the WAC. Uh, Madonna's had a couple close games up there, but they're uh, very, very tough again. Um, so definitely interested in seeing that game. Uh, that, that'll probably have a, a big, that game will should have a big impact on uh, who will get the, the regular season championship out there in the WAC. Um, Indiana Techs also in, in that mix as well. So um, definitely interested in seeing those two games on Wednesday. Um, like we said, almost every game that we have coming up here uh, this week uh, and into next week uh, or, or, or next week and then into the following week after that um turn into big, big games because you're starting to get down to these leagues with, you know, just two or three games of the regular season left and the uh, you know, it's crunch time. So uh, every game means something uh, on that aspect. You have any shout outs for us uh, this week. Jake? I have
1: one nugget, if that's any worth anything. Uh, yeah, go uh, ahead. Malt- shoot is that how you say it correctly in Oregon? They play their they sure. play their first game this year of the year this year. They're just getting their season started and it'll be their first game without one of the most prolific scorers in AI history, Justin Martin, who graduated last year. So it'll be interesting to see what that team looks like without Justin Martin.
0: Yeah, Justin Martin was was so fun to watch. Uh, only about five, seven, five, eight, and had a had a couple of uh, I believe seventy point games last year. Set the the AI record. Uh, definitely definitely was a kid that was fun to watch. So yeah, th- them losing him this year. Uh, be interesting to see what they have. Um, I know they won't be competing for the for the national tournament this year, but uh, Um, Just another unique situation out in the cascade where they will have a regular season champion, um, but they're going to play the regular season offset of of what is going on actually in the uh, national spotlight picture. So, um, yeah, that's a good one. I'm going to give out a shout out, uh, just kind of a nugget as well, I guess, Uh, you know, we live in an era where it is very guard oriented. And right now we're, we're sitting in a situation. In the GPAC, you have three big men that are uh, leading the uh, conference in scoring. Uh, it, it's a it's a unique situation out there. Uh, Mason Walters at 22 points per game. Uh, you have Alex Van Kalesbeek uh, at 19.77, the freshman uh, from Northwestern. Um, and then you have Trey Brown from Morningside uh, averaging 17.41 points per game. All three of them, uh, again, you know, uh, all six, seven, or taller. Um, just a, a unique situation out there, and, and just a big shout out to uh, to the three big men that are holding it down for the bigs across the country. Uh, you know that, uh, like I said, we're, we're we're starting to get to a big time guard era, um, in in every level of basketball. So it's just fun to watch. Uh, you know, a lot of bigs go at it every night.
1: For sure. And I I am I first hanging to see Mason Walters play as a uh, in the Valley City Jamestown rivalry. And I think I just saw that he moved into the top 50 all time in scoring. I mean, 50th is a, is pretty low down the list, but he's only a sophomore. So can't imagine how high, how high he will climb up that list by the end of his career.
0: Yeah. Mason Walters is a, is a, is a really, really good player too. Just sophomore. Um, it, it'll be interesting if we have him for, for just two years or if he'll stay for the third, now that he gets an extra year. Um, but a lot of records gonna be broken by that young man. Uh, so interesting storyline to follow, uh, there, um, but with that, uh, you know, we're going to close up shop. Uh, it was good to have Jake on today filling in for Trev. Uh, always appreciate all of our members of the NHR team. Um, it, it's a, It's a, been a great two years with everybody and I just appreciate every one of them. Uh, this website would, website and any AI Hoops report would not uh, run as smoothly without them. So I appreciate all you guys. I um, appreciate coming on, Jake. Um, I hope uh, everybody has a great week um, and This is NHR, the podcast with Junior and Jake signing off.